1: Up next on Inside the SCCA, catching up with the Big Boss. Welcome to Inside the SCCA. I'm Brian Bolansky. Today, tonight, depending on where you're at around the world, we have a very special guest. Mike Cobb is with us. Mr. Cobb, Welcome. Good evening,
0: good afternoon, wherever you are. Uh,
1: this is uh, uh, one of our momentous episodes, episode one hundred and fifty. Wow! And uh, this is your third, your third official appearance because we've had you on from the solo nationals a little bit and from the runoffs a little bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, this is your third appearance here on the show. And uh, and and back at your first one was episode fifty, and I was like, oh, episode fifty. What are we gonna do special? Let's ask the boss. Let's ask. The, the, <laughs> let's ask the big guy. So I got you. You say, yeah, sure, great. And then I put you in a corner. <laughs> I asked you live on the first on, on episode fifty. You know what'd be great if you come back every fifty episodes. You're like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> and then I got a hold of you around episode one hundred because episode one hundred fell at a weird time. I, I don't remember what it was. I think we finally got you at 102. Um, and he came back. And I was like, he's coming back for the. And then I said, hey, you know what? We're coming up by 150. And Mike's like, I'm in. So, how are Absolutely. you?
0: How are you? I'm great. Well, I mean, you- you've you got to. Uh, I mean, this is an award winning podcast, don't you know? <laughs> uh, I believe, if I'm uh, correct, that uh, uh, Inside the SECA was a uh, award winning top of the podium podcast for 2023. So congratulations to you, sir. Yeah, we, we did
1: something right. I'm not quite sure Good. how. Um, <laughs> uh, we uh, So, so uh, you know, all of us media types, uh, we are part of the, uh, well, many of us are part of the uh, uh, National Motorsports Press Association. It's like the Society of Professional Journalists, the AP, you know, that kind of stuff of, of motorsports people right. who do this. And uh, like all of those competitions, we have the opportunity to uh, to, uh put our name in and uh, and, our, and submit our, our podcast whatever our work is in our particular categories and uh, you put your stuff up against people who are doing stuff in this particular case NASCAR podcasts and Formula One right. podcasts and IndyCar podcasts and some some cool little Indies like us we yeah. all put our name in and we hope at the end that we get, you know maybe even get a mention of some sort so um, and, and and so I put mine up last uh, two years ago nothing. Not even a mention. I was like, God, I'm small potatoes. You know, I'm never. They're, they're not going to do this. You know." So I put one up two years ago. Uh, last year, nothing. I'm like, you know what? Why am I even going to do it? Okay, I'll put up one more time. So you know what the key is, Mike? Persistence. No, put up a podcast where the race car driver is also a Playboy photographer.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Um, yep. That might be referring to one uh, Danny Stain. It there. is.
1: It is. Yeah. Uh, he and I did did a show, and it was really it was a ton of fun. He is of course a character. It you is. Know, and he gave uh, me
0: a big kiss on the uh, tire rack pole awards platform at VIR, as you recall. Yep. He um, uh, won two pole awards, and uh, so he thought he would bless me with two kisses on stage that night. So I yeah, love it. He, He's a bit of a character.
1: He is a bit of a character. And uh, so, so it was that, and I put up a couple of others. And so Monday morning comes along after the awards ceremony, which was in Charlotte, which, of course, I wasn't going to Charlotte for an awards ceremony that I knew I wasn't going to get an award for. And they send out the email with all the, you know, congratulations to the award winners. And I'm scrolling through And First of all, I couldn't find the podcast category. It was some reason t- tucked under television. So I find it and I read the third place. No, it wasn't me. I'm like, second place. I'm like, oh, definitely I'm done. I get to third place and it says inside the SECA, Brian Polanski. And I'm like, what? That is crazy. So I went and I took a shower and I came back and my name was, st- it was still there. It was still there. And then I went and fed the dog and I came back and my name was still there. It's and real. Like, and I was like, wow, this can't be happening. And, uh, and of course, a lot of folks started sending me emails and texts and congratulations and. Um, but I was really proud, of course, of this because I've built the whole thing, you know, the set, the right. engineering, and, and we've had mostly good success on the technical side of it. This is in a 10 by 10 bedroom in my in my house. Um, and um, so I'm proud of all of that. And I'm proud of all the guests we've had on. What I'm really proud of, honestly, Mike, is that this is a podcast about the largest and most successful amateur road racing organization in the United States. And its content was good enough to win amongst all those other giants. Right. And, and it says a lot for the club, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think, I mean, I think you've nailed it. I mean, I think there's a ton of passion, I hope for the club, but I think there's also a ton of passion for grassroots motorsports in general. Right. right? And that's, that's the beast we're here to feed. So um, hopefully that's a one plus one equals three kind of uh, formula.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we, we I had fun with it. I have fun with it every week. And um, uh, we keep getting great guests with great stories and it's all about telling stories. You know, right. I, I Mike, it's great to have you on here, but I got to tell you this probably will not have as many views as the podcast with Danny Stain.
0: <laughs> I I think I understand a couple reasons why. Yeah,
1: you know, and and but but we've got there's no there's no shortage of great members with great stories. Right. and um and it's been great that most of them have said yes when I ask <laughs> and so it's it's good for I think it's good for the club and it's it's good for for everybody it, it's involved.
0: absolutely good for the club and I want to thank you again for your support of the club and your engagement with us on multiple critical topics over the last 12 18 months um because I think it is making a difference in reaching um you know the population that's interested I mean quick quick side note not directly tied to, uh, the podcast, but directly tied to something you're also involved with, and that is the uh, Hoosier Super Tour Driver's Eye uh, streaming yep. uh, screencast, if you will, of the Super Tour and the Runoffs. I mean, we had over, I believe it's over 300,000 views of the 23 Super Tour and the Runoffs, and over 100,000 hours watched. And I mean, both of those, uh, those might be small potatoes mm-hmm. using your reference for other folks, but for us, um, that's about a, I think we've had about a 3,300% increase in YouTube, yeah. um, over the last four years. And, and 90% of that, Brian was driven by the engagement around, uh, driver's size, super tour and runoffs, which you were, uh, are inextricably woven into <laughs> you and your, uh, partner in crime, Mr. Ginsburg. So yeah. we thank you for that.
1: Greg five five G Ginsburg and uh, and of course Brandon <laughs> Kasmerick and all the guys and gals over at Driver's Eye who do a fantastic job on on the, the production side Absolutely. of that. We had four. We've had up to this point, and, and the cool part about YouTube, Mike, and you know this, it it it's never goes away. So it's going to live right. on YouTube for eternity until you yep. guys turn off the channel, which I hope you never do. And yep. and um, Sebring alone, we have had up to this point, and it's still growing more than forty thousand. Views, just mm-hmm. on Friday, Saturday, Sunday at, at Sebring. Yep. So, Absolutely. when I say that, I want to be I want to be gentle with it, or 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 I don't know, how, couch it maybe a little bit. Sebring's the perfect storm. Okay, it's in January. Everyone's got cabin fever. There's no other motorsports on television on that particular weekend. So we're not competing with anything else on that weekend. So, and of course, it's Sebring, and we've got 365 or 370 cars. Right. So, so it is the perfect storm for a, a great YouTube broadcast. Um, I don't imagine that when we have Button Willow or or maybe Portland or wherever some of these smaller venues that maybe people aren't quite so uh, used to we're probably not going to get 40,000 views but if we're 15-20% higher this year at every event than we were last year that's a huge number. Absolutely. So yeah, it's yeah. uh, it's something I think that and and the engagement that we get from the the what I call the associate producers in the chat, uh, we're now giving away the inside the SCCA podcast is giving away an associate producer a swag gift uh, at every right. super tour. We're going to pick one person who's engaged in the chat and they're going to get something. Brian Straczynski uh, of the famed Straczynski Formula V family got the first one for Sebring, and oh. uh, and all of that. So every every weekend we'll be giving away at least one uh i'll be giving away at least one uh, maybe two uh things to people who are in the chat you know being engaged so right. um and and that's a lot of fun too we get such good stuff mike from the people in the chat they're so knowledgeable um and what's also cool it, if you've looked at the chat at all we're getting people who literally know nothing about the Seca car people mm-hmm. who stumble upon us And they're asking great questions. Like when they see a GT3 car, they're thinking it's like the FIA GT3 and we're having to explain it It, to them that it's a little different. It's our version. But uh, it's just, it's really fun to see who we're reaching with that telecast or with that
0: broadcast. Absolutely get it. And just for visibility, I do watch on YouTube and um, I do watch the chat. Um, I am not uh, approved uh, to enter any social media (laughs) chat forum. (laughs) Um, what? <laughs> based on, uh, the marketing team's direction and supervision. So, Oh,
1: okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm
0: trolling you guys. Uh, so which is your, your,
1: un, unsolicited screen name that we should be looking out for who's in that um, chat? <laughs>
0: I think, you know, I'm, I'm really only actionable and, uh, highly participatory on Instagram. Okay. Uh, where I'm just uh, 51 L E, um, gotcha. And I think I have my Australian Shepherd Sky Blue as my icon there so and I only do I don't do family I don't do politics right. I don't do anything I only do uh cars and uh, SCCA folks and just silly stuff like that but uh um you know with our new uh hire uh Miss Langley who came on and joined Andy Alvin and and Kristen Poole and the marketing team um she's going to focus Langley's going to focus pretty much 100% of her time on social media going forward. So I'm pretty excited about um, how we're going to grow those channels going forward. We had good growth in 23. um, But we've never had in the history of the club, Brian, this is 2024. And I'm embarrassed to say it, we've never had a dedicated social media manager. And now we have so um, I think that's gonna be really helpful to help us multiply, um, you know, more views, more exposure, more connections in those channels, which you know, are mission critical to growth, right? Right. Since we're
1: kind of in that sector, let's let's go to the sports car conversation behind you is the cover from the final issue, the final printed issue for now. I'm going to say it for now because we can always be hopeful um, of Sports Car Magazine after I I don't remember how many issue it was. It was 40 some years, 40 Um,
0: years, 400. This is our 462nd issue, I believe. I'm no Paul Fanner, but uh, he's he shared that number with me a couple occasions. I believe that's accurate.
1: Okay. Um, a lot of folks sad to see it go. Yep. Some folks say I never read it, you know. So yeah. um, some folks say I only switched – I only I thumbed through to the one column I want to read. I know right. Randy Popes has a lot of love out there. And, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, um, but uh, definitely the way, and, and we were talking about it before, and I'm in radio, the way people mm-hmm. consume their information these days is yep. changing rapidly And, you know, even us radio station folks are trying to find ways to be engaged with our audiences to look at how the future of radio is going to be. You know, frankly, it's way too expensive to operate a transmitter. It costs over a million dollars a year to operate a high power transmitter. And why would you necessarily do that if there are ways to get it? Just as easily for almost all of your audience, you know there will be some people who won't have the internet or won't have a phone, but that's these days very very rare. And and most people are still consuming our radio, but they're consuming it through their phones. It's not like they're not listening to our channels. product, but they're yeah. getting it in a different way. Right. Same kind of thing is happening here. Uh, di- digital uh, media has changed so much. Most magazines are going away. Uh, there are only a few that are hanging on, and. I I don't even know how strong they are, you know, and how much money they're making or losing, hanging on. And um, uh, so, so, but the decision was made to, to cease the printing version of sports car and actually cease sports car altogether. I think some people were under the impression that sports car was going to live on, but in a digital format, that's actually not going to happen in the traditional sense. So what is the, let's start with the short term. What's the short-term way that the members are going to get their info these days and going forward on what the club is doing month to month, week to week kind of stuff.
0: Right. So I just want to back up and I I don't want to correct you, but I just want to make sure sometimes uh, we use terms. (laughs) I get get in trouble sometimes because I, I take the English language and then totally bastardize it and turn, (laughs) use words uh, uh, in ways that uh, regular folks don't use them. But Um, The content, our goal is for the content to not go away. So um, a lot of the columns, feature articles, anniversaries, uh, and much more will be moving over to scca.com. And based on the fact that that's a real-time publication, right, um, Mm -hmm. hopefully that will be uh, more timely in terms of um, being able to get that information out. So um, the other thing that probably will happen is um, you probably receive a weekly update from the SCCA called uh, Up to Speed, and mm-hmm. I believe it's pinned from Carry Speed. And if all of our members, part of the thing I'm doing is I go around to all the division meetings I ask in each general session, I say, ask folks, how many of you receive Up to Speed? Um, and typically about half the hands go up. Right. And so I say, okay, so for the rest of you who aren't getting it, that is the weekly publication of news you can use about the club. It's right. not just about programs, it's about the board, it's about hiring, it's about programs, it's about club spec, road racing, road rally, rally cross, time trial, you name it, it's about the whole gamut, but it comes out every week. So um, that is a key communication channel for us, period, and a growth channel for us uh, going forward. Um, the so other thing that- Real, sorry, real quick,
1: that, I've been asking, this is episode 150, okay? You've been on now three times, right? but I I still haven't had Carrie Speed on the show yet.
0: (laughs) She's very elusive, or he's very elusive. I'm not sure.
1: Can you help me with that?
0: Yes, uh, I think I can. (laughs) I'm probably going to um, pivot you to uh, one Kristen Poole to help you track down the elusive uh, Carrie Speed. But, yes, um, she's, she's about as elusive as Jack Track, Brian. So <laughs> if we ever find the two of them in one place, we'll know the world is close to ending. But, yeah, um, we, we'll work on that one. But, uh, you know, the, the reality is, I as I go around and, and, and you know, I started the conversation uh, with Paul Fanner in Racer Media Marketing, who's been publishing Sports Car for 40 years and, and has done a fabulous job. I mean, gosh, we started this conversation well over a year and a half ago. And, you know, the reality is um, Paul's business model is changing. Right. Uh, our business model is changing. And I know when I use the terms business model, sometimes that's off-putting terminology to right. of folks in the club. Um, but as I talk to folks at convention, as I talk to folks through the president updates, as I'm talking to folks at the division meetings, you know, one thing I absolutely want to squash is, you know, somebody at the at the CDV meeting just last weekend said, well, Mike, I just don't think it's right that you're killing the magazine because you don't like magazines. And I went, whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa. I love magazines. It's not about what Mike likes. It's about what is the right channel. Let's do it this way. Do you know what the biggest marketing spend historically in the SCCA annual budget is? Uh, what item? It going to it's a sports car, right. Yeah. And so that's great. And here's the downfall of that we spend the biggest marketing dollars aren't necessarily purposed to reach those you already have marketing dollars are typically spent to invest and bring new folks into the fold right. right so if our largest line item from a budget standpoint has historically been sports car that's not necessarily bad but it just leaves us a lot less working capital to do the outreach things right. we just talked about langley king joining us as a social media uh, social media manager to invest in talent and technology going forward to increase our reach right and so on getting to well mike what will what will some of the dollars be repurposed for that if you're not publishing sports car and and you know going even further and why am i not going to get a membership break or rebate based on not receiving sports car Uh,
1: you beat me to it
0: well it's they they go hand (laughs) in hand so let's just go ahead and lean into both of them now Um, That is because we will be investing those dollars in a a web-based platform that will be able to deliver that um, sports car content more effectively going forward. Um, And I'm I'm sure you're aware of this, and hopefully listeners are aware aware of this. To rebuild a new SCCA.com is not a small undertaking in terms of time, money, and resources. That is a big thing that we need to figure out is how to better – um, it, to how to deliver a better experience? Um, if we're focused so much focus on experience in our program delivery, I would argue that improving that at secacom is pretty important as well. Right. Um, and the other thing is we're going to be um, investing some of those dollars in talent to help us feed other channels, social media channels, etc. Um, and you know, kind of tied to this, we did a a survey inside the convention. Uh, virtual convention, which we just got done in January, which is, by the way, was the largest national virtual convention that we've had to date. We had well over a thousand participants across Be- a week and a half. But we asked, we asked a question that handshakes with this, and the question was: Growing the SCCA in '24, what impacts or excites you the most? And this, these aren't staff answers; these aren't board member answers; these are membership answers, right? right? And what they said was: Over half of the respondents said process improvements to improve member experience was number one response. Sure. Number two was partner engagement to benefit members in the club as a whole. And number three was program leader and event official focus training and development. And number four was staffing additions, promotions to improve bandwidth, service deliverables and visibility for the club. So a lot of those things have a technology slash investment handshake sure. with them. And that's the path that we're on. Um, so, you know, I, I get it. I, I love analog. I love magazines. Um, I actually have my uh, my 462nd uh, issue on my desk right here tonight, cause I was reading it, yep. um, just got it. And um, and yeah, um, we're going to try to pivot a lot of that content into scca.com ASAP. We'll make additional investments in our weekly email uh, piece. We'll focus on um, improving SCCA.com, which is a huge lift, uh, and we'll add additional talent and horsepower to help us do a better job of the channels we're currently not present in, um, and/or we're, we're we're really spread too thin from a staff standpoint to care and feed those going forward. And I think across those four or five things, I lost count. Um, that's really the primary focus going forward. So, um, getting to the membership rebate piece. The dollars will be invested. They will be reinvested in a different way. Right,
1: right. Um, you know, and you and I sat down at the runoffs. So I kind of knew this was coming. Um, you know, it's no secret that Paul is a good friend of mine. And, um, and you know, this podcast ends up on racer.com, which will continue happening. You know, yeah. I, I also want to, I won't speak at all for Paul. Paul's very good at speaking for himself. Um, but the relationship between racer.com and the SECa is not ending by any straight, stretch of the imagination. That um, is pa- correct, pa- sir. Paul yeah. is, is, I don't think there's anybody who loves this club more than Paul Fanner. Um yep. and and the heart and soul that he's put into sports car for 40 years is evident and and he has expressed to me and I think he's expressed to you and and anybody who's really asked him uh that the commitment and and the the work that uh, racer and racer.com does is not going to end because sports cars gone away. So right. and we will continue to have inside the SECA on on racer.com every week like we have uh, in the past. So um, but uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's it just a lot of things changing. And um, uh, it's we talked at the runoffs off off camera, you know, and and when I said, you know, I told you I was real honest with you. And I'll say it here live on the on the live stream, you know, upping the social media game for the club, I, in my opinion, as, as has been evidenced by the YouTube live stream for the Super Tour. Right. Is is probably the best thing that the club can do to bring in more younger members. Right. You know, and that's not that we don't want our older members. We don't love our older members. Frankly, I absolutely, get I, you it. know, I'm I'm getting to be one of those older members now. <laughs> uh, <all laughs> the, I'm one of those members that I bitched about when I was 25, <laughs> that these old people don't want to, old farts, as I used to call them, uh, you know, I want to change with the times, you know, right. and, and now I'm one of those people and that's fine, right. you know. Yeah. Um, but when I was around, it felt like there was a lot more 25 year olds in the club than I feel like there are now. Maybe yeah. that's just a bad perception I have. Um, but the place that we're going to be able to find those new members with the least amount of money spent is through social media. You know, it does cost money to do it because you got to have the bodies to generate the content. But after you've come up with the content, sending it out is free. (laughs) <laughs> you know yeah. so um it, it's a big it's a big move and shift uh you know kind of like i always joke that you know now that we're in 2024 the club's caught up to 2010 you know right. i think we've made even a bigger jump now that we're, we're we're much closer to 2024 than we were you know i would even say 18 months ago so yeah
0: let, let me speak a little a little hope to you i mean it was fun Like I said, I was at CDEV this last week for their division meeting, which is actually uh, syncs up with their annual awards presentation. Um, And I was fortunate to be on stage with multiple 15-, 16-, and 17-year-olds. They're picking up their SARC awards uh, for the division championship. Um, All of them would probably uh, have at least two or three laps on me through a a sprint race. Um, Running and driving. Yeah, and the weekend (laughs) before that. You know, I got to see uh, another SCCA youngster uh, who had just won a, a spec Miata race at a race you were at in Sebring. Yep, stood on the top step uh, of the Rolex Twenty Four podium in LMP two, and that gentleman's name is Connor Zilch. That's right. So um, there's well, uh, you're absolutely right that we've got to do a better job of bringing more youth into the club, and and I think we're actually seeing a fair amount of youth inside the club and we just got to keep going.
1: Right. I mean, an SCCA's you know, our, our, our rookie of the year award winner, Morgan Burkhart. He was also yeah. racing at the Rolex, not right. in the Rolex. He was in the uh, uh, Michelin challenge. pilot uh, cha- challenge.
0: Right.
1: And, uh, but that was Morgan Burkhart. So yeah, definitely. There's definitely some things happening that we have to be able to now be nimble enough. You, you, and your staff need to be nimble enough to be able to take advantage of those opportunities yeah. and push that stuff out to social media. You know, yep. I, I sent out a post um, with a shot of Connor off of my television being interviewed.
0: <laughs> and, I've and, got the same shot.
1: <laughs> and and I put it on, on the Seca members Facebook page. Right, and of all of the things, and I'm on that page all the time talking about the podcast. All of the things I've ever posted on that page, there are more than 500 engagements on that post. Yeah, and and so it's it's being nimble enough to have someone who is watching the Rolex to be able to do that kind of stuff. It's not an SECa event. Yeah, but it but takes it's still a, it's us. Yeah, it's our people right. doing their thing on the bigger world stage. And um, by having someone who is a social media focused person, that's just gonna make uh, right. it easier and better for you guys going forward. So that's thing. Well a fantastic I should have sent the
0: picture I had from turn six because speaking of Morgan Burkhart, yep. We've had a mechanical mechanical issue on our turn. And I was right there working that as a FNC worker. And I got, I, I wasn't supposed to, don't tell my flag chief, but I got a picture of him <laughs> right there. And uh, I did, you know, because I'm not uh, on Facebook right. um, as a poster. And so I didn't have anything to do with it. But yeah, I should have just sent it to you, Brian, and let you do it. But Well, that's the yeah, thing. Now, I, but, but you would now have someone to send that to.
1: I do. You know, and absolutely. And, and that's fantastic. So. Um, any other longer term idea plans for as far as the the, the, the repurposing of the budget for uh, that, that was being spent on sports car?
0: Yeah. The other thing that's going on is, as you um, probably know, we've been um, inside our um, member registration portal that what we call the member account portal. We've been working on that for uh, goodness since um it's unfortunate to com- commemorate it this way, but it's time-stepped in my mind this way. Um, had we not launched MAP in 2020, right before we were shut down with COVID, um, I think we'd be a very different organization today. So um, uh, Amy, Tennis, John Bauer, Deanna Flanagan, the team uh, in Topeka, Vance jurgens they've been working hard on that portal going forward and to the point now where we kind of have, uh, for the first time in the history of the club, Membership, licensing, uh, training, certification from SCCA Academy, sanction, audit of sanction, all of that stuff in one uh, platform, in one um, uh, data lake, if you will. Um, that's really making things much more efficient. And we've also um, we've also been testing some registration functionality uh, inside that platform. And um, this year uh, we will be, um, historically you had registered for starting line, um, time trials, time trials, national tour, and time trials, nationals, uh, and, uh, track night in America, all on seca.com. Um, in 24, you will be registering for those programs, uh, inside that member account portal platform. Okay. That is a huge lift in terms of what work. And just to give you a a dimension of it that's over 100 events and it's over 2 million in potential annual revenue going through a channel um, that is more closely integrated to membership, uh, licensing, waivers, uh, sanction, I mean, the whole ball of wax. So instead of working through five or six disparate systems, I know I'm kind of getting in the weeds, but it's really mission critical to improving. What what folks said in the poll, invest in things that improve the member experience. Well, that is a huge component of something that we're investing in to improve the member experience. So yes, some of those dollars will be uh, uh, redirected into that continued investment as well. And um, I, I know that we just launched seven Track Night in America events last Thursday. In fact, we have over 150 registrations through that system at this point. Um, and the other cool thing about the way that system works is it makes membership um, much more readily accessible to folks as you know many folks who run track night this is a great thing about the program are not current members of the scca so the way we have registration set up there's a real-time invite to them right then and there when they're registering for the track night event to join the club and out of that 150 that i just referenced um a good third or almost a third of those are raising their hand and joining uh, the scca as part of that registration system right so I that's think, cool. you know, a, a lot of those kinds of things are the things we need to continue to improve the experience and grow the organization. And that's what we're committed to investing to.
1: Um, one suggestion, just I'll throw it out there, is um, trigger another ask the day after the event to the folks who didn't become a member. Put that mm. automatically in the system. So the day after the event, there's another ask to become right. a member. Because while they're still hot, they had a great time. Now right. they spend another 100 bucks to become a member. So... Yep. Um, no, that's,
0: that's great. I mean, that program has the highest overall satisfaction score, not, not belittling any of our other programs, sure. but you know, when you're running a 99 overall satisfaction score, <laughs> I think that's pretty damn good. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and Hats off to the team Hayward and Justin and the, and the team that run uh, track night to do a fabulous job.
1: One last point on social media, and then we're going to move on to other stuff because uh, sure. I could talk about that. That's my, that's my, that's my jam. Um, yeah. Gotcha. Um, The best thing our members can do is to do their own social media. Whenever you're out at events, take your pictures, take your videos, do a little Facebook Live, do an Instagram Live. It takes just a little bit of effort. uh, But you, the member, are, are... Best, our best apostolizers. Are you? You're yeah. our best megaphone to tell people how much fun you're having. What a great organization we're, we are. You know, it's it's always been. I, I would venture to guess that that 60 percent of our members came to us through our members. Right. You know, and now right. we have this wonderful way to tell people about what we do to hundreds of people for some of us, thousands of people for others by just shooting off a Facebook post. Yep. You know, Absolutely. I remember back in the day I would tell i in high school, my dad would pull me out of school on a Friday afternoon because we were going down to mid Ohio or something. And I would tell my friends, oh, we're going racing. And they're like, yeah, OK, whatever. You know, now I can actually show the whole thing on Facebook. And, and right. my cool factor at 53 is so yep. much better better than my cool factor was when i was 19 <laughs> because i go do this fun stuff and and, yeah. and people think it's really cool. It's still yeah. not a big cool factor by the way folks, but it but you know, an exponential <laughs> jump for me was like a 2 to a two right. 4. But no, yeah. but that's you know, we
0: we're our best advertisers, our best marketers. So Absolutely. So and my only add to that would be please feel free to tag our partners in those posts.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: use um, the official hashtags to just get additional reach out of it. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, I know I don't do it right, and I'm open, I'm gonna get trained even <laughs> uh, further uh, with uh, Langley on board under Andy and, and KP. So. I'm excited about that. But you're right. The, a multiplier that we have that many organizations do not have is what you just said. Right. Our rank and file can be the multiplier and a huge point of difference for it.
1: And and I will say I saw more social media come out of Sebring Super Tour than I mm. did probably all 10 rounds last year combined. Wow. It was so many members, so many drivers, so many teams, so many wives, so many moms, so many, you know, doing their, their stuff from the yeah. racetrack. Uh, it was really, really incredible. And I'll be honest. The other thing is uh, with Mazda coming on board with the spec yeah. MX five, right. um, they put in a, a ton of effort on social media Absolutely. at Sebring, which can only be helpful for us in that regard as well. So. Yeah,
0: no, we, we've had a good start with them. I mean, we had, uh, uh, I made the miscue in my general session at the virtual convention of of saying the first event of the year was at Sebring with the uh, Spec MX-5. That was incorrect. So thank you, Florida Region, for correcting me. It was at Homestead uh, a week before. I think we had about ten plus cars uh, Spec MX-5s yep. there, and we had we had over twenty at Sebring too. So yep. e- excited to see. We're headed to uh, what? NOLA is next for us next weekend, and then and Button Willow. Uh, and then uh, Road Atlanta, so I'm excited to see what the turnout is. Um, I know the spec shops are busy commissioning um, yeah. cars and getting folks in them, so I think that's going to be. You know, we talked about some other things that went into the the uh, sports car issue around you know the future and what are we trying to focus on, and it's things like experience, uh, access, and things like that. You know, and I can't think of a better way to access motorsports than through. A spec class like spec MX-5 right. with Mazda right. as a partner. It's just, um, yeah, I think it's going to be great. I'm excited about it.
1: couple things in the chat. And, Gary, I'm going to mispronounce your, your name again because I know I mispronounced it last week. I believe it's Der, uh, Gary DeCiso. Uh, he gets carry speed every week and loves reading it. Um, All right, Greg. Five G Ginsburg is in the chat. Um, he tells me, and this makes perfect sense now, Mike. The reason I'm never going to get Carrie Speed on is because Wednesday night is is date night for Gar- uh, for Carrie Speed and Jack Track. Oh, uh, so, so they're think, out doing date night every Wednesday night. So they will never be on the show.
0: I think. I think did that come from Five G himself? It did. Or, yeah, yeah. It I did. think there's much truth in that. He knows. He knows something I did not know.
1: Yeah, he also mentioned that um, we've got 24 of the Spec MX-5 cars registered for Nola. Yeah, coming up in yeah. two weeks. So uh, that it's going to be a good one. It, it is absolutely going to be a good one. Okay. Let's, um, before we change gears, let me do a real quick thank you. Um, if you look up in the corner of your screen, you've got Racekeeper. You can see that logo. Uh, you're going to also see Ray Esports. Uh, both of those are official uh, partners here of Inside the SECA. Uh, all the information about both Ray Esports, that's the sim racing that I do uh, not very well on Saturdays with their weekend warriors. I would do their Tuesday night programs, but I'm in the middle of a podcast. And um, uh, But uh, Ray, Ray's, uh, Stevie Ray, Race stuff is great, so check out his link. And also, RaceKeeper is the official in-car camera of Inside the Seca. Uh, there's a link down in the uh, in the show notes for those folks as well. Uh, that's what I use when I go to the uh, when I go autocrossing with 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 the the Inside the Seca cars. And uh, so check those folks out. Good products, good people. So, all right, moving on. Uh, the convention. You mentioned yeah. a thousand people. Were at the virtual convention uh, over the course of the however many days it was. Do you know the number, the highest number of registrations of of ever we've ever had at, a, at an in person convention?
0: Just off uh, the top it of your was, head, touching right around four hundred was the biggest one that I've been to in my time. Which would be I've been here, uh, I'll be here seven years, believe it or not, this June. Okay, and um, and I think some of our our biggest uh, conventions were. Or during that time period. So uh, I think that's the number I'm going to stick with. Okay.
1: It just, and, and we've doubled that access for people by doing it virtually. And, Absolutely. and I know that there are folks who would love for, for the club to do in-person, you know, conventions again. And, and I i had heard some rumors that there might be one every couple of years. Is that something that maybe uh, is still on the potential table for, for the yeah, future? I mean,
0: it's always, it's always a potential. I tell you the dynamic that has changed um, since the last brick and mortar event and, and today in 2024 is, um, as as everybody knows, this who's paying for um, living, right. uh, hotels are incredibly higher, rental cars are incredibly higher, um, airfare is incredibly higher. I used to rent a car for a week to head from DFW to Topeka for two twenty five a week. It's now four twenty five a week. I mean, I'm not crying a river. Everybody's right. facing these same things, but that same thing has been a challenge to um, to think about a brick and mortar event, especially when. We can reach three to four times as many people virtually and have um, the IP collected in Zoom content that, to your point earlier, you can play back at your leisure if you right. miss a session or can't travel to Vegas or whatever. Um, and then, you know, the way it's kind of worked the last couple of years is um, I think there's, there's absolute value for getting staff connected one-on-one with divisional regional leaders. Absolutely, um, absolutely do not disagree with that. And how it's been working, how it worked well for us last year and how it's working well this year is through the uh, divisional uh, conventions that are following the virtual convention. And we've got, like I said earlier, at least six or seven of those in the queue for, uh, well, we just started with Div last week. We're going to Northeast Division this weekend, then Mid-Div, Great Lakes, and then Central Division. I think we're doing a Rocky Mountain Division uh, virtual. Um, so we'll reach another 500 to 650 attendees through that and we're also uh, we also invested about uh, set aside about $25,000 to help support the divisions in those initiatives mm. to help get um whether it was more turnout, more promotion, better facilities for the venues, better food, it really doesn't matter. We just kind of gave out division convention grants to help make that happen and um I think those work those worked very well for us last year without the investment seed, and I'll think they'll I think they'll work even better for us this year, so right. Um, that model seems to be bearing fruit, so we're gonna keep learning and growing through that and you know, kind of concurrent with that, um just some quick metrics on where we're making some additional investment. We've also hit the uh, one thousand mark in terms of number of folks who have gone. Uh, who've ordered training uh, through our SCCA Academy. Oh, wow. Um, and a good quarter of those are folks who've taken the Corner Marshall FNC course, uh, which I took and passed, believe it or not. Um, and uh, we're now working on the next level of that, which is um, with the blessing of John Doonan and the team at IMSA, we're going to develop an IMSA uh, FNC certification module, and that's going to live inside SCCA Academy.
1: Right. That's fantastic. Speaking of IMSA, an F and C um, I, I, a little birdie told me that uh, a guy named Cobb was at the Rolex this year, waving flags. Well, tell us about your experience there.
0: You know, I, I don't, I, I try to work every time I go someplace. Sometimes my, um, my volunteering efforts are, are less warmly received, but uh, <laughs> um, if you know the, the team at the Rolex, uh, uh, Jim Hooker was the FNC chief down there. He's awesome. The whole team is awesome. Brian, we actually had across the weekend, I think around 225 flaggers, right. Um, work in the Rolex. And I think that's the largest population I've ever seen down there. And I, tr- I try to go to the Rolex pretty much every year. Um, and I try to work when I go cause, um, I mean, I, I love, uh, I learn when I do that. I meet people that I don't meet all the time when I do that. Um, I get, uh, sometimes I, I I learn under fire, um, um, uh, a certain gentleman, you might know him, Mr. Mo Overstreet. Oh, yeah. Who's a little bit of a, a legend. Um, uh, I call him a
1: curmudgeon. You could use the word legend.
0: <laughs> well, he's a, I guess he's a teddy bear, but he's, uh, I was, I was on break. I'll tell this story just real quick. I thought I was on break and Mo comes over to me and says, "Ha!" Get off your beep and get to the hole. If so, if you've ever worked at six, you know six A is the hole. Right. And and you know, this sounds really um amateur, but you have you you do that by yourself. Right. So I'm I'm better geared. So like if Brian, if you and I were working a corner, I would feel real good because you know I can kind of follow you and right. you can you can work calm and talk to control, and then I don't have a whole lot of risk. But when I'm down in, in the hole by myself, I'm going. The whole time I'm praying. Okay, no incidents, nothing. I have to call in, whatever. <laughs> and and I'm not down there ten minutes before I got a slow moving car yeah. and I got to make a call. So I'm going. I mean, I grew up in solo, so I'm used to going. Uh, you know, control. This yeah. is this is three and wait for him to call back. You know all that stuff. That's sure. not the way you do it in road racing. No. Right? So I just kind of went. Okay, I gotta I gotta man up and do this. So I said, um, six waving white. And I just waited to see if someone said, hey, you're an idiot. And then Control played it back because they copied yep, it. Right? Yep. And then I thought, okay, well, come on, car, keep going, because I, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. And it didn't keep going. It came down on the apron. Yep. So then I called the car number and the car, told him it was on the apron. And um, fortunately, it made it round to seven before it needed uh, to be towed off. But uh, I got done with my stint. There were no additional calls. I was like, sweat bullets. I get back, and Mo goes, Hey. Was that you on the comm? And I said, I said, well, it depends if it was good. Yes, that was me, and if it sucked, <laughs> it was somebody else. And he said, uh, no, good job. Well, he didn't say good job. Mo didn't talk like that, but he said, I think he said something like, well, that didn't suck. I'm sorry, <laughs> probably not supposed to say that on the podcast. Oh no, no, think, <laughs> we have, we
1: have no rules here. We I, have I no think r-
0: that's what he said. But anyway, I have a ton of respect for them. I learn from them. I have fun with them. Um, for folks who don't know how I roll when I'm at an event, I typically have my ball cap on backwards. And so they did a ceremonial corner turn six ball cap president ball cap on backwards <laughs> picture. Nice, I have that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I just enjoy it. And, um, uh, you know, typically, uh, John Doonan will come over. I mean, he works, he never sleeps during the Rolex yep. and he'll come over and say something to, uh, to the, to the team at the, uh, you know, 7am or whatever meetings. And, uh, all the EMSO officials are fabulous. And, uh, I got nothing but mad props to say about that team. You, you know, you keep in mind in Florida, as you know, well, uh, the, sa- the group that worked the Sebring, uh, super Tours, the same, much of the same group yep. that showed up at the Rolex, much of the same group that'll show up in March at Sebring, Correct. much of the same group that'll work St. Pete. I mean, there's just no, uh, there's no rest for the weary down there in Florida. Right. Uh, and they come from all over the country to do it. And, yep. uh, And they're fabulous. Yeah, I enjoy
1: it. Well, if you want to come out to play with us on the West Coast, you know, you're always welcome at Buttonwillow, but we also have this cool little thing called the Long Beach Grand Prix. Yes. And the Cal Club workers staff that event, and, you know, we invite folks from all over the country who come in to do it, just like Daytona 24. And uh, if you'd like to come out, I guarantee you there's a spot on a corner there for you to come And, and play. And Mr.
0: Belansky, I have worked
1: that. Great.
0: Yes. Great. But I, I would love to come do it again. Absolutely.
1: So that would be a ton of fun, ton of fun. All right. So what else is going on? Um, I know we you shared a bunch of stuff at the convention. We don't necessarily need to, to rehash all of that. Yeah. Let's do this. We've got we've got about 15 minutes left. Let's go a little more. I, I don't know. What are you excited about right now?
0: Well, I'm excited about a lot of things. One, I just mentioned I, uh, we just acquired uh, <laughs> we just acquired a new tow truck for the solo tour. <laughs> um, so hopefully that'll be, uh, I think our first date is uh, February 23rd through 25th out in Phoenix. Um, so we're excited about that. We've also got, um, I think our first pro solo event is the first week of March down in Beeville. Uh, but we've got our first ever uh, time trials event, not time trials, national tour event, better said, uh, in Vegas, uh, this month, February 17th and 18th, I believe that's either sold out or pretty close to being sold out. Um, and we've also got right on the heels of that, um, an event going at VIR and we've got time trials, national tour, uh, going to road America this year. Nice. So, uh, uh, don't out me on this, but I might have to find a, a rental car um, that uh, I can class and get up there and do that. But so I think I think we're I think we're picking up our stride on the time trials piece. Uh, the solo team with um, uh, Rick and Brian Mason, they're cranking. The pro solo team is cranking. I'm excited about that. Really excited. We're getting a lot of really positive feedback on um the uh, club spec program, right, with the NC Miata platform and with the uh, 197 Mustang platform, um, and we're trying to figure out which platform is most popular. Um, and and uh, I'm hearing about a lot of Mustang builds so right I now. So I was now. just going to say about
1: I I don't know numbers. Obviously, that will bear out as the entries start to come in in time. But but when I just anecdotally, looking at the the Facebook page. Yeah. And, and I, I don't know if it's, you know, Miata fatigue, you know, uh, or it's just something cool and shiny, but it does seem to me like there's a lot more Mustangs being built than club spec Miatas.
0: Well, I, I I don't know that that's not true, but right. I do know that there's a little red Miata in the Topeka parking yeah, lot. Yeah, I heard about that, this. Uh, <laughs> that uh, uh, that will be con- uh, taken over, I believe, over to uh, Jesse Prather Motorsports to uh, get a little club spec love applied to it. Nice. And uh, yeah, I think we'll be out there uh, uh, tooling that one around, but really excited about that Hayward um and the scb and the time trials board everybody all the program boards who have supported that have been absolutely fabulous um you know obviously you got the mustang thing kicked off with the goodyear team going that was up there so much the fun testing grounds and doing that i mean um you should know that you know i've given dave ogburn a few lessons you know driving lessons so uh, he I've, said I'm surprised he didn't tell you that um, no no he did he did okay <laughs> i'm just lying yeah. i really appreciate it i <laughs> He's a great driver, and he'll probably uh, uh, maybe not tune into your podcast anymore now that I said that. But really excited <laughs> about where that's going, and and not only where that's going short term, Brian. I really am am hopeful and optimistic that that could be a uh, a club in our bag that we can expand going into twenty five. Right. right. Um, so um, no specifics on that yet. Obviously, we need to. Draw the string out on uh, what's going to go on with the uh, the NC and the 197 platform this year, but a ton of uh, participant interest. I mean, Hayward's got a great piece of research. They did the team did some really great research on um, the club spec program when it was in development, and I don't have the the data points as clear and crisp as Hay- Hayward can recall them, but the number of people who said. They would re-engage in the club based on a club spec concept, come back to the club based on a club spec concept, and or participate more in the club based on a club spec concept. I mean, it was really, um, really, really high. And one of the things that made us so excited about the concept, and of course, you know, a lot of the partners love it. um, Yeah, for good reason.
1: Sure, sure.
0: Yeah, so really excited about it. where that one's going we already talked about spec mx5 a little bit on the road racing side i think that's going to be a big lift for us so i think we've got you know quite a few things going on oh and i i don't want to forget um while it is our 80th anniversary this year as an organization right uh, it is the 10th anniversary for a thing called track night in america wow fantastic uh, yeah in fact in april um, I believe it's April 10th. I'm probably wrong. Hayward, forgive me. Um, but they will be celebrating their 10th anniversary in April. And just real quick, top of mind, I think in 10 years they put, you know, north of 75,000 drivers through wow. Track Night in America at over a thousand events. And you know, to me, that is one of the. If you want to profile a candidate of success tied to creating access, creating engagement, delivering a consistently fabulous experience, um, they do a damn good job with that. Yeah, no question. Really excited about that. And I'm pretty confident that Hayward, Justin, Jenny, the Track Night team, I'm pretty sure they have a couple of tricks up their sleeve to celebrate the 10th anniversary. So, um, yeah, stick around in April. We'll probably hear more about that.
1: The only thing I need to find, and, and I'm trying... Not that I'm in charge of anything, but we need to find a track night location here in Southern California. We lost our venue with Auto Club, and there really aren't many f- places in the metropolitan area to do this. And I think that's critical here in LA area. Is For to, cause, access, absolutely. yeah, because I don't think yeah. people want to go up on a Tuesday night to Button Willow. I love Button Willow, but it's a hike. You know, yep. and it's yep. it's really not, but but maybe a track night involved part of a race weekend might work out just as a try it once kind of thing. But um, you know, um, I
0: got my comp license at Buttonwillow, right? Did you really? Yeah. Ask uh, off off podcast off camera. Ask Philip Royal about his weekend coaching me oh, okay. uh, to get my comp license. That <laughs> little rascal. I um, love it. Yes,
1: I love it. Uh, Dan Lohan uh, says, club spec NC Miata love here. So that's probably a club specker coming up with their car. Brian uh loves carry speed, reads them all the time. Also <laughs> was talking about the uh, flagtronics system yeah. and and trying to get it to fit into a formula car. Of course, Straczynski's race Formula Vs. Um, but that's a nice stepping off point. Uh, feedback after the first race weekend from flagtronics that I got was pretty positive. What is the club yeah. hearing?
0: Yeah, no, I think uh, we heard similar things. I mean, that's a, speaking of big lifts, it's a pretty big lift, right? To go in and set in a new, ses- set up a, a new system. Uh, actually, this week in Topeka, it was, uh, speaking of Flagtronics, uh, Eric, Indiana, and uh, the Scots, both Schmidty and Mr. Dobler were all uh, learning how to pack Pelican cases yep. with all the bits and pieces required to set up Flagtronics and move it from Super Tour to Super Tour. So, um, right now, I I think um, you know first first event out. I think everybody was uh, pretty excited with how well it worked. Um, we still got you know in in, in transparency, we still got a, a fair learning curve in operating that and connecting stewards to that and you know all the review process. Um, but I think it's the right uh, the it's certainly the right direction, and um, you know we're going to see it at all the super tour events this year and, uh, and it will be required for the runoffs. So uh, I think we're definitely going, uh, going the right direction. Right. And the, right. the the partner, the Flagtronics team has been uh, very gracious in uh, supporting us and partnering with us. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you know this, but basically the traveling system that we have um, is a no cost system uh, for us to travel and learn with. So nice. um, yeah, that that mitigates asking each one of the tracks on the super tour to Make the investment front end. We're trying to prove it first and then uh, then we'll figure out next steps.
1: Yeah. And I think the more and more series that use it, the more and more drivers who get to use it, the, the more drivers in other organizations are going to demand having it. And that's when tracks are going to start to have to purchase it. Just like at some point in time, they had to purchase timing and scoring systems um, back when we all moved to transponders and have all of that stuff put in. Um, It it is it is. uh, And I've had a lot of experience with it prior to SCCA and it is a fantastic safety tool and a communications tool, and uh, I, I think I'm a huge proponent of it. And as a broadcast, as, as, as the guy in the booth talking about it, the information, I, the data I get from it to be able to share, yeah. it's, I have a hard time sounding intelligent to start with, so anything I can use to sound like I know what's going on is a huge help to be able to see where the tow trucks are, what's moving to an incident, where the yellow Absolutely. flag pops up. And, uh, and, and also it gives us the car number, Attached to – people may not have seen the marching ants, um, right. but we can actually see which car is is pulled over at a particular area. And then for, for the safety folks, when there is an impact – It transmits the amount of G impact for that car if it hits something hard and that's great information for the people in the red trucks with the lights, flashy lights to know as they're coming up to a scene, maybe there's three cars involved and car 52 is the one that took the big shunt. Now those guys know that's the one we're going to go to first because that was the one that hit hard and you can't get that information any other way. It's just, I think in the end, it's always Growing pains. Always, people are going to say, "I don't know." Got to buy another two hundred fifty dollars piece of equipment. Blah 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 blah. But right. once everyone has it and gets used to it, um, I think just like transponders, they're going to love having it.
0: Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree. I think it is. I mean, there's there's quite a few sanctioning bodies that are already using it as mandatory equipment, um, and so we're drafting off some of their some of their learning curve as well as we go into it. So, right. um, yeah, excited about it, and uh, we're going to learn, keep learning at every super tour and, um, and put that to good use for us going forward.
1: Brian Chesinski asks, is there a plan to have the break, the big led flag boards, uh, around the track in addition to the human flags? Yes, there is. And I don't know how many flag boards are going to be in the SCCA system. I believe there'll be enough for every corner station. Um, and if they aren't, there will be at some point in time, but that is part of the plan, Brian, uh, from the way I understand it. So, um, all right, so we're coming close to the end of our time here. Um, anything else you want to share? Any any breaking news you want to give to us? I'm, I, I'm, 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 the floor is yours.
0: Uh, let me see if I can pull this off here. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, I, I can't share it. I was going to show share you a picture of the Motley Crew oh. um, from from Turn Six, but um, it's a wise move to not have screen sharing enabled with me on the podcast. <laughs> um, so, so, no, I think we're off to a good start. Again, kind of back up to the top, you know, our collective focus this year. Uh, yeah, it's certainly on growth, but how do we get growth? I think it's a combination of uh, focusing on engagement, you know, uh, access, uh, delivering a good, solid experience and improving that everywhere we can. And, you know, um, this is the whole idea behind uh, ClubSpec, trying to drive cross participation. I mean, the whole concept of a car to do all the things It's not a new concept, but we're investing time, money, and resources um, in alignment with what members have told us they would do if we did a good job with that. And I think all of those things, they don't work separate from one another. They're all kind of inextricably woven together. And I think if we focus on that collectively and work collaboratively as a team, um, we'll get growth. I mean, I just talked with Amy Tennis, our director of member services today. Um, who was just promoted to director, by the way, nice. in the month of January and certainly deserves it. Um, but we're uh, back over 50,000 full-time members uh, ending the month of January. And uh, I know the rank and file might not care about that, but we hit our budgeted number for membership in the month of January, which is always a great way to start the year. So Fantastic. Um, I'm excited about the club. I'm excited about where we're going. I'm excited about folks working together to grow the club. I'm excited about the the talent investments we're making and um, I really appreciate Brian. You uh, continuing to give me a place to share some of the things we're doing and focus on. And uh, can't wait to hear you and uh, 5G uh, live from NOLA. Uh, so excited yep. to do that next.
1: NOLA, and then the following weekend we've got back-to-back super tours: NOLA, and then and then Buttonwillow. So. Um, I'm actually the, the, the one race I get my wife to want to go to is Nola so uh, she's going to come and we're going to spend a couple of days in the quarter doing jazz clubs between the two events taking awesome. a whole week of vacation and uh, then she'll be okay to let me go racing for the rest of the year <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then we're going to fly back on Thursday and I'm going to do a load of laundry and come up to Buttonwillow and do it all again the next weekend so you
0: know, I, I understand that model sir I'm headed home to DFW uh, tomorrow I've got a half day to uh, wash, re- pack and head to uh lovely scranton pennsylvania for friday and saturday uh knee diff so yep
1: there you go there you go that's the way
0: it rolls all right well that's
1: gonna do it for another episode of inside the essay mike thank you you bet thank you sir appreciate it maybe we'll do it again in 50 more episodes Let's do it. Put it on the calendar. Let's do it. All right. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe to the Racing Wire Podcast Network uh, so you can get all of the information every week here. It would also be great if you leave a comment, especially if it's a good one. If it's not, put it on other, some other podcast channels, social media. You can find us on social media at RacingWireNet on Twitter, inside the SCCA every week. On Tuesday, uh, Wednesday nights live on YouTube and then Fridays on the old school podcast channel. I'm Brian Belansky. We'll be back next week. Go out, have fun and have fun with cars. Inside the SCCA is a presentation of the Racing Wire Podcast Network and Rural 15 Productions. This podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed or sponsored by the Sports Car Club of America. The views expressed within are those of the host and our guests and not that of the SCCA.